listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Good morning. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. Chris DeLambert, Professor Trent A. Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky hanging out with you this morning. Oh, gosh. I can I can see it on the horizon. Unlike you, Robert, I'm not ready to say football is back, but it's so so close, tantalizingly close, and I'm I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm excited about training camp news. That's how long the summer has been. <laughs> well, training camp news—the biggest training camp news this week: Tom Brady signs an extension. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah right. Two years, Come and on, he's now man. the highest paid. Finally, is Come he? On. Uh, drawing social security yet uh, it, it won't be long won't be long it won't be long i mean he'll be 44 when his contract is officially over i, I so all this talk about bilichek dumping tom brady and getting rid of him for his last few years kind of went out the window ah so this past week the, the past week actually thursday saw the first preseason game of the of the year thank god and and me personally i i am ready for football but when i say i'm ready for football it has to be actually at least passable decent football so you guys can wake me up around week three of the preseason because i'm just not down to watch the falcons (coughs) non-roster invitees play the broncos scrubs on a thursday night i don't know if there was a direct correlation but my beer tasted just a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> while watching that game. <laughs> Perfect. Trent, did you watch the ball game? Uh, I did, A, because I wanted to see a little bit of Broncos, and B, it was the first time in seven years that I hadn't been in the restaurant industry that I was able to be home to watch a football game, so it didn't even matter who was playing. That's bananas, man. I'm so proud of you and so happy for you uh. that you finally – you know, reach a point in your life where you can enjoy a ball game. It's crazy. It's, I don't even know what, what Instead to do. of dealing with, you know, drunk patrons that are, you know, upset because whatever channel's not on or whatever the deal Yeah, you is. would think with 51 TVs you could make everyone happy, but it's impossible. I may be one of those drunk patrons now that, <laughs> that wants you to know be what? made happy. Just because week one. Just because week one, regardless of who's playing What's going on on my TV? You and I are going to a sports sports bar somewhere, and I'm gonna get you good and lubed up. We, yeah, it's gonna be great. That means I'll miss the Bronco game because I'll be. Oh, that's right. By. They won't play until after. Yeah. till late. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Brick, you you down for that? I may take Thursday off to get ready for preseason <laughs> games. That's an excited day. I'm, I can't even wait till Week One. Wow. So the Brady situation. When when is this dude going to retire? See, you got to think. I mean, I think everyone is kind of waiting for like the the Peyton Manning thing where his last year was like noodle arm. You know, at some point he's going to get behind center and he just won't have it. But I don't see that happening. I mean, now he's signed till he's 44 years old. He's still in great shape. He is the most weirdest eater 
and health nut in the history of the universe. He's got a doctor on his staff. I mean, ugh, I don't know. The the thing with the eating, man, is how awesome do you have to be as a person that you can start selling what you eat <laughs> to people at top dollar? If you were going to do a, a meal box that I could order and subscribe to, what would what would be in my first three boxes? Popeyes. <laughs> That's it? Just Popeyes? I, I think there's a problem with subscribing to Popeyes. You could just go to Popeyes. Well, what you have to do is change up the size. <laughs> now, That's what, your option. So, so at Popeyes, what's your, what's your go-to? Because I have wing dinner. They have a full wing dinner. All right. Either mashed potatoes or red beans and rice. See, <laughs> I, I'm I'm almost there with you. I am a red beans and rice guy. Yeah. I'll go to Popeyes and just, just get, get the large red one. beans. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's a good yeah, meal. Yeah. When I was when I was stationed at Fort Hood, there were many many. But we had a Popeyes on post, right? And it was right across the street from my unit. And on any given weekday at lunchtime, I would be over there at the drive-through getting a large red bean, large red beans and rice. And just eating it by yeah. itself. I've done that before. Yeah, there that's, you go. It, that's a birds of a feather. That's a quality meal. <laughs> yes. I mean, just literally by itself. Yes. Oh, so I, for me, you order from my website, trentnicholseats.com. You're getting trentnicholseats.com. Yeah. All right. Go to the right, website, cool. order your food. Trent I will send Eats. you penne pasta with Italian sausage and a meat sauce, and you will have. White bread that has powder garlic on it as garlic bread. Then wait a minute. For uh, a wait, side, a minute wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you go any further, you say it's that it's got too. powdered garlic on the on the white bread for garlic bread. Okay, you didn't take the the crust off. You didn't do anything nope. with it. I just buttered it, sprinkled garlic powder on it, and throw it in the oven. And you didn't put any of that little that little processed Parmesan foot cheese nope. out of the green out of the green. <laughs> nope, canister. that's on your pasta already. Okay, all right, all so right, all right. then to start though, you're gonna have a low fat wheat thin with some pine nut hummus as your appetizer. Where the what pine nut hummus? Yes, it's the it's the hummus I, that I has the little pine nuts in it. I, I can't little, get down. Little chews. Why, why do you know that? And then for dessert. You're gonna have a piece of pecan pie. You you had me. You, you've got me now with the pecan pie. Yeah, that's, well, that's a lot of carbs. <laughs> that's a lot of carbs. That's hey, like this belly doesn't month. get like this. That's not a eating month carbs, worth of right? carbs for me. So that's one meal. I want to know about the other two. Because you, I mean, you like brought that. Like, is that your thing? If you were having somebody over to the house and you're like, I got to roll out, we got to, we, you know, we got to show these go. These oh, no, we eat meal. some. That's just my favorite meal. That's you, it really. Penny just go look in my car. I have that leftover in my car. <laughs> I'll eat that for lunch. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll microwave it at a gas station and sit in my car and eat it for lunch. But if my wife and I were coming to the house, what would, what would the, what would we expect to eat? Ah. <sighs> I don't even know. You don't know? I'm not hungry enough to think. Depends on your, your palate. <laughs> but, Robert, I already know if we come in. We're Popeyes. Popeyes. But <laughs> if you come to the house, I would prepare a meal. And See, what would it be? I mean, what, what, what is it most likely to be? Depends on what you like. I, I'd probably grill something. 
Well, no. With Robert, at Robert's house, it doesn't matter what you eat because the appetizer is a gallon of vodka <laughs> with a side of Minute Maid lemonade. Yeah, so that's right. She, by the end of it, you don't... Well, see, that way the food is not really relevant. The food is great. Yeah, everything tastes good after I food. mean, you, you you eat that appetizer, and you're looking at the food, and there's like three different steaks on your plate because you're spinning. The room is spinning. Everything's looking delicious. Wow. Cool. I don't know how that happened. If you if you had a box that you were ordering from my house, there really literally is no telling what you would get. However, I do have to say this. My wife and I, one of the one of the things that we do that has pulled us together and made us the tight unit we are up to this point in our lives is that we love to cook and we love to eat good food. So we make it a point to get out to good restaurants throughout the region. In fact, every other week on Wednesday night, we do a trip out to some restaurant in the region we haven't been to before. So keep a lookout for us if you if you own a restaurant out you, there because we'll show start, up eventually. You should start posting that, and we should talk about that. Well, we actually that's going to happen, and I'll talk about it next week. But a uh, good friend of mine, friend of the show, Daniel Simmons, just started a new group page out on Facebook and sent me an invite, and that's the intent is for people to you know put that up there. So I'll make uh, sure that I okay. copy it over to from the Cheap Seas Facebook page, which all of you should go follow and invite your friends to follow. Amen. Um, we're going to start doing some serious giveaways. Once we get, we're sitting at about somewhere around 900 followers right now. And to be fair, we haven't done a lot with that page over the years. Um, but once we get to a thousand followers, we've got some, we've got some plans to do some concert giveaways, um, some, some tickets to sporting events. We've still got boxes of t-shirts that need to be given away, things like that. So go over to Facebook, check us out from the cheap seats. Um, it's a little green logo. You'll see it when you type in from the cheap seats in your search bar. Follow us, and you may be the recipient of some of that cool stuff as as we move through the future. But what I was saying about my wife is that we le- legit, that's what we do for fun is we cook and we eat good food or we seek out good food, whatever. But my wife has had some skin sensitivity issues over the years. And she's tried to self-diagnose and figure out, is it caffeine? Is it perfume? What's going on? And she finally decided to go see a specialist and have herself checked out. Dude, they sent her home with a list of food allergies that's about three that. pages long. I've seen it. My buddy just did that. Don't do oh. it. No. Yeah. Listen. He, it turns out he loves IPAs. Can't drink them. Dude. He's got a reaction to the wheat in the beer. Is that what your wife's got? She's got a sensitivity to everything. Really? Not the least of which is black pepper. How do you cook without black pepper? It's impossible. It, she can't. She has sensitivity. You use white to pepper, beef, to <laughs> pork, I, and I'm like, oh my god, come on. So it is. It has changed our lives because now. And and here's the thing. I have a pretty good memory. So when I actually pay attention to something, which is rare, I can commit it to memory, and I kind of got a feel for it. My wife, not so much. So the problem that we have now is not actually executing a meal in the kitchen. It's coming up with what we're going to cook because I'll ask her, what would you like to cook this weekend? And the first 14 things that she says, I'm like, uh, on the list. you're not allowed to eat that. On the list. And then there's other times where, you know, she's a rebel and she's like, well, I just don't care. I'm going to eat it anyway. Right. So it's it's been an interesting life changer. I would, I would um, unless you have like legit issues, and I'm not a medical professional. I'm not trying to play with play your, your health and well-being. 
<laughs> if you go get one of these allergy tests done, which are a thing like your friend yeah. did, be prepared because it's going to change your life. Right. No, I'm not. Li- I'm never going to do it. I'm just going to live my best. I'd rather be miserable. Right. I want to ask you. Yes. Talked about meal box meals. Has anybody tried those? Oh yeah, yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. We've done them all. Really? We've done them all. Are they any good? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and I would say that those box meals, and I'm not going to pitch any one particular. Um, the the difference maker in those meal kits is the size of the proteins. Because some of them you'll be like, okay, this is cool, and others will be like, really, this is going to feed us. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of those box meals, especially if it's just two people. Mm-hmm. When you start trying to do four people and whatever the case might be, but it will it will introduce you to some products too that you haven't used before, which is really one of the cool parts of it. Yeah, I All mean, right. Hungry Man is a heck of a box <laughs> meal. Bye, Trent. And that, with the brownie, is clutch. We'll or see you on the, the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Chiefs. He's right here in Sanford, North Carolina. Check us out on social media, at Cheap Seat Radio. I lied. Glory Days still is in there somewhere. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Swimming pools can be lots of fun, but they can be dangerous too, especially for young children. Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools. Teach kids to swim. And always watch them around water. No horseplay. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. 
Mack from the Cheap Seas, Krista Lambert, Robert Bricky, Professor Trent A. Nichols. Um, gentlemen, I started that all. I don't know why we started talking about food. It must be early and we're hungry, whatever. I don't know. But Tom Brady, 42 years old. He'll be 44 by the time this contract runs. Where is he at right now? Not in terms of Super Bowl, but in terms of fantasy value. Is he middle of the pack? Is he is he one of the top three or four? Where do you put this guy once you get into the third and fourth round of your fantasy draft? And and for those of you who are not fantasy football players, we're going to geek out on fantasy here for a little bit. We we ran through the court or the uh, running backs last week. I want to spend a little bit of time on the quarterbacks this week. Um, but Tom Brady is a good jumping off point. I'm looking at NBC Sports right now just because, just because it was the first one I, po- I jumped into, to see their rankings. And they've got Brady at 13, since you guys don't want to volunteer any inf- oh. information. 13, to me, sounds way too low. Yeah, me too. But you got to look at the context, I suppose. I, I, I would start my conversation or my thought process with Tom Brady. Bill Belichick has been an innovator for the last 15, 20 years and has always seemed to go against the trend. And back in the day, if you think about it, you know, the, the, the old thought process was, you know, you run to set up the pass. And we saw these wide-open offenses. Today, in many cities across America, NFL teams don't even have a feature back. They're like, we're going to throw the ball, we're going to run it just to keep the defense honest, and we're going to do our thing. And in it, basically, in response to that, Belichick's been watch this. And we're just going to run the ball down people's throats when we can. So what used to be a Tom Brady-centric offense, where he was just going to beat you through the, through the air and, and throw the ball a million times a week, they've become run heavy. And I, the only thing I can attribute this number 13 ranking to would be the fact that the fantasy geeks out there that write these columns and and track these things feel like maybe Brady's just not going to get as much value for for fantasy football players because of the way the Patriots offense runs. You're making funny faces at me. I mean, I've pulled up two lists, and Tom Brady was ranked 22nd and 21st. Wait, stop. Yeah, Matthew Barry has him ranked as the 21st best quarterback with people like Jameis Winston. Kyle Murray is number 10. Josh Allen is ahead of Tom Brady. Now, do you think some of that has to do with the fact that Gronk won't be there next year? I I certainly do. And when I look at the Patriots roster, I'm like, "Mm, there's not a heck of a lot of weapons. But how many times in the past have we gone into the season? It's been the same way. Yeah, I promise you, there's a plan back in the lab. And Along those lines, people out there keep a close eye on our favorite suspended can't-get-in-the-league guy because he may be making a comeback. Oh, Josh. Josh, Yes. Josh Allen? No. No, Josh. Josh, uh, How did we do that? I don't know. You set it up, and I can't (laughs) even remember his name. Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. Thank you, sir. 
Josh Gordon has appealed for. Well, don't they have the Demarius Thomas? Yeah, sure. We'll see the Patriots. I mean, Demarius Thomas and Demarius Thomas is the type of guy that's going to come up there and take up some space. Julian Edelman's still there. So you've got that. But here's the thing is the Patriots can beat you with guys you've never heard of. Yeah. You know, before Julian Edelman was Julian Edelman, he was Julian Edelman. And nobody knew him. Right? They Wes prob- Welker. They probably signed some cat out of D3 school that we've never heard yes. of. Yep. That will be really good in their system. Yeah, that's so, going to put up 1,200 yards next year. Yeah. It, it hasn't mattered who's come through that system. And guys that buy in, that are willing to play that system, be where they're supposed to be, Brady's going to find a way to get him. It's the hard for me not to take Brady over a lot of these guys on the list. Well, I mean, I, I, Cam I, Newton. Would I take Brady over Cam Newton? Brother, I, I'm going to tell you to me, and, and and we'll just go ahead and kick this off. And, and to give you context here on this particular list, because 21 or 22 for Brady is ludicrous. I just want to say that. It's ludicrous. Yeah, Matthew Barry. Tucked. It, Tom Brady is tucked in here at 13. At 15, you've got Josh Allen from Buffalo. Dude, he shouldn't be in the same conversation as Brady. Ahead of him is Cam Newton. I'm going to tell you right now. This is this is my tip to all of you. First tip of the day. Cam Newton is undraftable. Do not take him in your fantasy draft as your number one quarterback. Dun, dun, dun. Don't do it. Cam dun, dun, was dun. not right last year. He wasn't right all last year. And the arm strength is going to be a question. He may blow up for somebody, but do not go into your year counting on Cam Newton or you're going to get your feelings hurt. I'm telling you that right now. From right here in North Carolina, so all of our people listening in Tennessee and Texas and around the country, uh, we we have the goods, we have the the intel on Cam Newton. Do not draft him and count on him. If you can pick him up as a second quarterback and stuff him on your bench and and wait this out, maybe you get a nice return on that. But he should be your second option. Period. Period. I agree. He he said he was going to try to avoid the run more this season. So that means he's going to rely on his arm. That you arm and right. I don't think that's You know what's sad is when option. the news shows him throwing like a 30-yard pass and they're like here in Carolina they're like, "Oh, you're actually Cam the Newton you're is actually the back. third person who has said those exact words." They, he showed he threw he threw one pass in practice. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. And now all of a sudden, Cam Newton is back. His arm is perfect. I got you. We talked about Andrew Luck last year. And Luck, through the first 10 or 12 weeks of the season, looked like he was in old Andrew Luck form. And that arm wore out as time went by. And Andrew Luck is a guy with great mechanics. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton is a guy his entire life who has never relied on mechanics, never relied on the repeatability of his throwing motion. This is a guy, when the bullets start flying, and he's on the run and he's moving around, is not going to square his shoulders, is not going to step in these throws. He's going to rely on his ability to whip the ball down the field and use that God-given talent. It's going to hurt his shoulder again. I don't have any doubt about it. And he's going to take hits. I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you you're going to go in and you're going to avoid contact? Come on. Come on, dude. You hey, are him. who you are. Yeah, it's not him. And there may be a time or two where he takes the ball out of bounds when he wouldn't have otherwise, slides a little bit earlier, whatever the case might be. But let's not be confused about the construct of this Carolina Panther offensive line either. 
It's not great. So I expect them to try to cover up Cam a little bit. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get more touches than possibly anybody else in football this year. But in the end, it's only going to take a play or two for Cam to hurt himself again. I'm 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 out on Cam Newton this year, and I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that he stays healthy. I hope he takes the the Panthers deep into the playoffs, but I just don't see it. Jared Goff is a guy. If you took Jared Goff and you put him on most rosters in the NFL, I think he'd be pretty pedestrian, and he'd be somewhere in between the guy that we saw under Jeff Fisher in year one and the guy that we saw Sean McVay turn into what he is over the last couple years, surrounded by a lot of weapons. My question in L.A. is the health of Todd Gurley. Because if Gurley's right, L.A. and that offense that is predicated by play action all the time can be effective. If Gurley's not right and Gurley's not effective, the play action becomes that much less effective and Jared Goff may struggle a little bit from where he was last year. Well, look at the the last few games of the season. They struggled because he struggled because Ty Gurley wasn't Ty Gurley. He was early in the season because he was injured, banged up. He yeah, missed when some they, games. <clears throat> when they had to rely on the pressure. Golf. Yeah, put all the pressure on Goff. Now you got to try to – he's got to win a game mm-hmm. as opposed to manage a game. Well, and, and I'm going to tell you, too, that the, the Patriots showed America a little bit of the weakness of Jared Goff in the Super Bowl where they forced him to make adjustments at the line after the headset was off. They weren't oh, going to show That's my, yeah, they weren't going to show the their world. defense until until he had to make the calls and didn't have McVeigh in his ear. Everybody else in the league is watching. Now, there's a difference between playing in the Super Bowl and having 2 weeks to prepare for somebody, but I think you're going to see a lot of that especially against veteran defenses where they're just like you got 11 men standing up at the line of scrimmage. When you guys are set, we'll play clocks down to six or seven, then we'll set. You're not going to have time to make these adjustments from the sideline. I think that may expose the Rams a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I blame Sean McVay. Nobody knew definitively that this guy was in Goff's ear right up until the 15 seconds. Until the 15 seconds um, were left on the play clock. He came out and said that. Moron. And when it did. You know, it kind of confirmed what a lot of people felt. And what you saw in the Super Bowl from Goff, maybe that's a harbinger moving forward of what it's going to look like. It's going to be very interesting to see out there with the Rams. They are still loaded talent-wise. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot to go right to win a Super Bowl. Um, he put up almost 4,700 yards through the air last year. I don't know that we see that again. I expect him to be somewhere south of that. Um, I think he's going to be in the threes. Oh, wow. You don't think he'll get to 4,000 yards? No. 4,000 yards in this day and age, if you're a good starter, you kind of get there. That's a, you, you sure you want to stick by that yeah. that prediction? I'm going to say 3,500 max. All right. All right. This particular Write it list, down. This particular list we're looking at has got Kirk Cousins at 11. Pass. 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 Pass, pass, him. pass, pass, pass. I have Cousins below all of these guys. Um, the only thing Cousins has got going for him is that the Vikings have a nice core of receivers. They've got some good weapons out there. 
Uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, as good a duo right now as anybody out there. Cousins, to me, eh. Hmm. Very, very, very mediocre. Very mediocre. Yep. Your thoughts, Brick? I agree. He, uh, I went to a game in Minnesota last year. Yes, you did. And, and I watched him several times. What I thought was he could manage the game. He cannot win the game. Uh, because they paid him that money with expectations of him, him taking them over the oh, hump. Oh, without a doubt. In the win-loss column, and he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. All right, we'll finish up. We'll get into the top ten on the other side of the break. You're listening from the Cheap Seats. We appreciate you hanging out. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Debt. If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get back in control. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Young in the morning for you. Chris Lambert, Professor Trent A. Nichols, and the inimitable 
Robert Bricky. Talking fantasy quarterbacks right now. I think we'll do this for another 15 or 20 minutes. And then we want to talk about, um, I want you out there in listener land to think about this for a minute. The NFL has announced that next year they're going to put 20 people into the Hall of Fame. And at first blush, that's an awful lot. And it, it sort of devalues the selection process a little bit. However, the NFL, more so than any of the professional sports leagues in the land, I think has turned their selection process for the Hall of Fame into a subjective process. And there's a lot of players from very good teams that have gotten in where they weren't necessarily better than their contemporaries. And I think this is an opportunity for the NFL to get this right and make it right by a couple people. Yeah. So I'm in favor of this thing, but I I do want to know, and we'll throw some names out there as we go along and talk about a couple guys in particular, but who is not in a Hall of Fame that ought to be and there really shouldn't be much argument about it. And, and I'm not just talking about the NFL. I'm talking about baseball, basketball, whatever. I want to, I want to hear from folks and hear who their selections are and who they feel has been slighted by a Hall of Fame up to this point. It has to be somebody's eligible. You know, don't come out here and 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 tell me, you know, Pat Mahomes ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but I can use a. <coughs> Calbert Cheney, basketball, college, you, you, basketball, you, Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, Calbert Cheney. Calbert Cheney. Thank sure. you. Alan basketball Hall of Fame is one of those. It's not the it's the basketball Hall of Fame is not an NBA Hall of Fame though. No, is it's a correct? full. It's just the basketball yeah, Hall of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame. You think Calbert Cheney ought to be in for real, or you just you troll? No, him? dude, I love I, I loved Indiana. those Indiana teams. I, of course you do. Alan Henderson, Calbert Cheney. Those those years were good to me. I hear you. Key Smart. Key Smart. You can eh. make a you can make a case for Key Smart. Steve Alford. Steve Alford would actually. I don't know be if he's guy. in the basketball hall of fame that's a good question he was you a heck of a college player yeah he was he was a heck of a cheating coach yeah that too i still that love too. you though steve and what's i wonder i wonder what steve alford's doing today Rick, you got any intel you got any any g2 can about you get where, it yeah can you get steve alford where steve for alford is at these days i probably could yeah if i did a little digging i, I would be they beat us my freshman year when they won the title i had to guard steve alford that game how bad the uh what, Sweet 16? I swear they had six picks on every play. I was running. I get over the first three, and that fourth one, he kept, I get hung up, and he'd nail it. Tell right? the truth, man. Tell the truth. Playing against Steve Alford, who is about four foot eleven, slow, but could just shoot it in your eye from anywhere. Were there times where you just looked and you were like, why can't I just get this dude one-on-one? Yeah, but see, the system, he ran off I, at I least got two scrapes. Uh, absolutely. At least two. And uh, that was a hard part because if you got over those two, there was a third one, and it, he, by that time, catch and shoot. So he was not like he had to shoot over guys. He could square his shoulders, get his feet set. It was money. How many shoot? How many better shooters than Steve Alford did you ever play against? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I mean, Indiana's system—they had to pass the ball like at least three times. Right. Bob Knight would take you out if you didn't pass the Bob ball Knight three or four times. Bob Knight would choke you. Die. He would you die. <laughs> uh, Luke you know, Rucker. I, you know, well, I, I've I've played pickup with Trajan Langdon and JJ Reddick, and let me tell you, who's the better shooter, Langdon or Reddick? 
I think that's a toss-up. Uh, but I've seen both of those guys put on clinics. I mean, I don't doubt that, man. Hand in your face, <laughs> falling down, out of bounds. So you would remember these names. I've talked to Brandon about these guys before. But when I was growing up, we used to play in a park in Austin, Texas, Ditmar. And there were three courts there. And during the summertime in particular, I mean, packed. And you were going to get out there. And if you could run three or four games in a row, you were really doing something. And I could play some ball. But Travis Mays and Lance Blanks yeah, used to come Lance. down. And when Travis or Lance, both of these guys played in the NBA, um, had more than just a cup of coffee. But those guys are the ones that showed me the difference between being a good high school player and being a D1 starter. Right. It's, oh my God. Wow. It's eye-opening for a lot of people. These guys would come out there in the fall in their letter jackets, carrying a soda in one hand, and just run you off the court. It was kind of amazing. Um, Uh, Everybody that's competed at a level thinks they could could compete at the next level, and there's a stark difference between levels at times. Like when we went to the Minnesota game, we're down on the field watching the warm-up, and so the backs are going – for route short routes catching the ball they're running half speed and i was like they are covering a lot of ground <laughs> and i'm thinking how fast are these dudes when they turn it on <laughs> yeah right i was like that i mean they were jogging essentially and covering i was like holy crap so that's the difference between a good college athlete and a pro athlete got it I um I never challenged to play pro sports at any level. Right. But right up until I started running against Lance Blanks and Travis Mays, I hope you guys are doing well out there. Um I probably thought that I could. Right. And they they ruined my dreams <laughs> and ruined my life. So I've never recovered on blissfully unaware. You wanted to say Dude. I could have played at that level. Dude. And they ruined it. Well, just you. like anybody that plays basketball, anybody that played, you know, high school basketball, whatever the case might be, knows that sort of the zone is a real thing. Right. You know, the fact that you get hot and everything just falls. And there would be times out there playing pickup ball where I'd come down and hit six or seven straight shots and I'd be like, I could I could go play right. in college. There's no doubt. Look at <laughs> I mean, nobody can stop me. And then, you know, you get out of the zone. And it's over. Yeah. It's over. Sad days. Sad days. But you say Langdon Reddick, better shooters than Steve Alford. I want to make sure that I've got you on the record saying those words. Well, I think they're a little bit more versatile because I think both of those guys could at least go one dribble pull. And Alford, all I remember doing him is catching and shooting. Wow. Uh, and then, like, Trajan can put the ball on the floor a little bit. Still surprised Trajan Langdon didn't have more success at the next level. Me too. That, that's surprising. I mean, he, I've seen, There were days in the gym I've seen him not hit the rim. Wow. I mean, like, and he's shooting. I mean, not taking three or four. He's shooting the ball, and it's, it's hitting all net. I was like, wow, that guy is knocking it down. It's probably the best player to ever come out of Alaska. Langdon came out of Alaska, yeah. didn't he? So did Carlos Boozer. I didn't know the Boozer did. Yeah. So what are they planting as polar bears up there? How's that work? <laughs> what, what, what kind of? I'm not sure what the level of competition. You is would like think, it. man, that a state like Alaska would produce a lot of basketball players because you ain't going to go play football, right? You're not going to play baseball. It's snowing. It's cold. <laughs> all the rest of that. How come there's not more basketball players coming out of Alaska? I actually saw 
a documentary not long ago, and now that I think about it, about Alaskan Youth League basketball, where they have their sort of AAU teams that go out there. And um, it's a thing, man. It's a thing, uh, in particular amongst the native kids. Right. It's uh, it's interesting. But, yeah, not a whole lot of, of, of NBA-level talent coming out of there. Kind of wild. All right, back to fantasy quarterbacks. I don't know how this happens. Mario Chalmers came out of Alaska. Really? Yep. Well, dude, I take back everything I said. Carlos Boozer and Mario Chalmers, that's more uh, talent all by itself than has come out of a lot of other states. So there we go. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling's from Alaska? Yep. Are you kidding me? Nope. Wow. You're welcome. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, Trent. You just ruined ruined my whole thought process there, dude. All right, Kirk Cousins we're all out on. This guy is, I, you know what, I don't see, where's Andy Dalton on this list? He is not. Andy Dalton, he's not on the list. I like that. <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah, he's not. Even through 25, his backup options. Let me tell you something, Andy Dalton and, King, and Kirk Cousins might be the same person. That's one of those Wonder Woman Superman things. I haven't seen him in the same place at the same time. Right. Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, same category. Um, Cousins probably gets the nod. Well, he definitely gets the nod over Dalton with A.J. Green out for an extended period of time. And Bengals fans can commiserate with me. John Ross is hurt again. Um, They probably should have taken anything for him in the offseason. There were some whispers they were trying to shop him, but I don't know. It's going to be a brutal year for the Bengals. Um, In at 10... Ben Roethlisberger. The question there, Trent Nichols, is Juju Smith-Schuster going to be able to fill the void left by Antonio Brown? We saw Smith-Schuster playing opposite Antonio Brown, put up enormous numbers, had a great year, really broke out, um, has probably made himself a lot of money. But the relationship between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger was truly, truly special. Antonio Brown able to make, I don't know, man, extraordinary plays facing double coverage all the time. I don't know if Smith-Schuster's ready to do that. They're they're two different players, and I think, you know, Pittsburgh is known as being that wide receiver factory. I mean, they just throw them away like, you know, old garbage. But I think that people are going to be disappointed. I don't think Roethlisberger, I don't see this talent being able to let Big Ben do what he does because of you can't lose this much talent. You can't lose Bell and Antonio Bryant, uh, Brown at the same time and continue the luck of plugging a guy in. Every team that goes through that, you have that hiccup. Right. Now, nobody really expected Juju to be a superstar, and he did a really good time, really good, really good job his first year. But to think that they'll get that kind of production because now he's the focal point. Right. They'll double him. Yeah. So he's not that slot guy. He's not a small wide receiver. He's fast. He's a big guy. But he's different than other Steeler wide receivers. All right. Fantasy football fans, I want to – here's a little bit more. I'm going to drop a little nugget on you. A guy you need to look out for as a late-round pickup out of Pittsburgh is James Washington. Second-year player out of Oklahoma State. Washington was a steal a couple of years ago in the draft. He got some spot starts, made some plays last year. 
I look for him to be a major factor in that Steelers offense. And no matter what Juju Smith-Schuster does, he will face double coverage a la Antonio Brown, which is going to open it up for anybody else. When I look up and down that depth chart, Washington's the guy that jumps off the roster at me. Um, Pick him up and stuff him somewhere on your roster. You're welcome. We'll finish this on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is beautiful. I don't believe I'm here. Ha ha! Robert Bricky knows good music. You know, in the in the one of the brother. Oh, who are you telling? When I deployed to Desert Storm as a young 19-year-old man, I had two albums with me. I had the Cactus, which was this particular album, 
and I had um oh what was it I can't even remember the album's name it was by Guy oh a gro- a groove with me. groove me it might have, that might actually Let's be the chill. album title Let's Chill was on there um, Why You Want to Dog Me Out yeah. So those were the two albums I had in my possession, and I say albums for you children out there. We actually, I had cassette tapes. Now, this is one thing you don't know. People ask me all the time, and and you should commit this to memory. What do I send these guys that are deployed? Baby wipes and batteries. Because batteries, you can never have enough. When you're running these devices, you know... You never know. And back in the day, now things are a little bit different because there's generators out there, whatever. But back in the day, I mean, we just didn't have power for stuff to plug things into. Right. So what we would do with these tapes is if you had to rewind them, you'd swing them on a pencil. And I, you, we would race to see who could rewind tapes faster. Right. But, yeah, those were the two tapes I had. Um, you'll, you'll be interested to know it. There is a tie-in to the show. When Brandon and I painted the old studio, we listened to third base through that entire thing just on a loop and listened to about 15 or 20 different third base songs. So, yeah, they've made their way in. And the, the crazy thing, we've got to get this interview, but the um, third base was two white guys. MC Search, who people remember because he's now a television host on MTV and the rest of that. But Pete Nice, Pete Nice is a sports guy. He actually, when he quit the rap industry... Um, went up to Cooperstown, New York, and owns a baseball card shop up there. Hmm. One of the bigger shops around, apparently, and is very, very active in um, non- in a nonprofit that raises money to recognize the old Negro League players and really? do that stuff. Yeah, so that's his thing. Wow. And I, I reached out to him a couple years ago and just wasn't able to get things moving. But we need to, we need to make that interview happen. That'd be cool. Um, I I would say we'll get him to spit a couple bars for us, but that's not likely yeah. to happen. So Man, that's all right. We, yeah, he nice to catch up with a guy. I mean, he sounds right. like he's doing great things. In the yeah, yeah, world. yeah. So yeah, it's interesting, and and this is fun because we've been doing this for so long. And when we were in the old studio, we had a static group of of music tracks that would get us in and out. And then we started over here. There were a handful. Now there's a whole bunch, and they're going to come in randomly, getting us in and out. And uh, that's exciting to me. I'm so easily excited. I don't know. Should I? Should I? Should I care, Trent? Should this be a thing to me? No, man. It's good to be excited about the little things in life. So, if you, you were going to pull one song, and and I did this without you guys, I I tried to solicit input from you all, and you were like, I've got far more important things to do than to answer this one text from this dude asking me what are your music selections. One song that you wanted to that you wanted to have. If we were only going to have one piece of music to play us in and out forever, what would it be? Mm. Tough question. Mm. I think yeah, I that is a real thought. tough. See, Ricky's going to come. He's going to be like Wayman Tisdale on his fourth album. <laughs> the Way up, smooth That's a good stylings one. jazz. I'm cooler than you. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> just my personal preference, but. It'd be something a little bit more upbeat. Okay. But there's a, there's a million songs here. Dude, yeah. so I'm, with, I'm with you. It'd take a while to sort through that. Thought. Oh, let me tell you. See, that's why that's how these projects take forever. I told Jessica a couple weeks ago, I'll get you some music files and I'll send them over. Not a matter of pulling music files on. I have... 
probably 60,000 music files on my computer. Right. It's a matter of actually stopping because I'd like, no, no, I got to add this. Right. Oh, my God, I got to add that one. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have this track? Let me go down this one. Oh, oh. dude, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. And there's been several days where my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm editing music tracks. You were editing music tracks three days ago. Yeah, I'm still full of them. <laughs> it's kind of what I do. So, Trent, you got it. What, what track? What music? Uh, it is tough. If you say Glory Days, I'm going to throw something heavy at nah, you. Nah, Glory Days, whatever. It's kind of played out. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about it. My wheels are spinning. You'd do some kind of show tune, wouldn't you? Yeah. Appeals to your inner musical theater. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Master <laughs> of Puppets, Costin puts in my ear, is a very, very good one. That was one that was sort of on the fringe, and I wondered, hmm, is that a little too heavy for this audience? Costin says it's not Master of Puppets. I think Lay Miz, Bring Him Home. Yes. That would be good. <laughs> That's not going to How be about good. Walk This Way? That, well, that might be fun. That did might you, be fun. Did you send that one over? No. You know what? Walk I think way. it is Walk Sabotage th- from Beastie Boys. Sabotage is not here, but there are some Beastie Boys tracks that in there. That cassette was deal. green. There are there are a couple. couple songs there one. is at least one track, maybe two tracks that are off of License to Ill. Okay, I think the um, beginning of Sabotage is one of my favorite. But that cassette tape was green. See. I had the cassette tape for that album, and it was green, and it was awesome. It's a great album. I, I think actually, that's their best. I still album. own. Well, of course, it's their best album. I still own the vinyl. Um, that album to me is one of the most important albums that was ever done. And it's one of those things when you heard them, you were like, that's cool. Those kids will be dead in 15 minutes. You know, they'll be gone. I'm not and talking about their first one that they came out with, like, No, no about, Sleep to Brooklyn. I'm talking, talking about, about Paul's Boutique. Which one, no, which I'm talking about, about Ill Communication. Come on, dude. Ill Communication stacked up against License to Ill. There's not a conversation to be had. Dude, you're right. No, it, there is not a conversation to be had. Ill Communication is nice. Paul's Boutique is nice. Uh, great. But License to Ill is one of the seminal albums in rock and roll history. Yeah, but I like Ill Communication better. Your 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 opinion is invalid. No Sleep to Brooklyn, when we used to pretend like we were WWF wrestlers, Dun-na. that was our walk-in song. Dun-na. No Sleep Dun-na. to Brooklyn. I, it's, not a, it's not a bad one. And I'm sure, I'm positive, I'm a thousand percent certain that uh, at some point, if you listen to the show enough, you're going to hear the intro to No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Good. It's going to happen. Um, all right. Back to this list. Drew Brees at number nine. You know, Brees last year spent the better part of the season being the best player in football. And this kind of ran out of gas. And I think, for me, I think we saw the first signs of age from Drew Brees. I'm a skeptic. Am I right or wrong, Trent? I think you're right. I think uh, Drew Brees is going to probably, because of his major arm injury early in his career, I think he will be the one that loses that before Tom Brady. Well, here's the other thing with Brees, too, is that Brees is of the all-time great quarterbacks uh, in the modern era, is the smallest of those guys. So generating the kind of torque that he needs to get the ball down the field it requires a whole lot more effort. It's kind of funny, these rankings, as you go through, if everyone pays attention to the next three, it's kind of funny how those quarterbacks come in in stature, if you know well, what I mean. Well, it is. Yeah, I agree with you. 
but that's what bothers me about Breeze is that Breeze cannot suffer any kind of upper body injury and sustain because he just doesn't have the arm strength to get the ball down the field. And and for those of you who aren't football junkies, Breeze kind of came into the league with, I remember him being described as a West Coast offense love child because he was perfect for the West Coast offense because he was so accurate, so heady, was not a guy necessarily that was seen as being able to push the ball down the field. And he has reinvented himself over the years, and it kind of started with Marcus Colston there, where you remember all of the Saints' highlights were Colston over the top yeah, and Breeze hitting him with these perfect bombs. And that has been more of what the Saints' offense is about than a dink-and-dunk type situation. So when he loses the ability to push the ball down the field consistently, I worry what's what comes next. I'm on the fence with regard to Breeze. And I know I've been down on a lot of these quarterbacks. Now we get into the meat and potatoes. And I do think that this quarterback group right now in the league is probably six or seven heavy with impact starters, in particular for what really goes down on the field, but also for fantasy football. In at eight, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson for fantasy is one of the safest bets out there. And that's funny because we're not that far removed from a time where you ran away from Russell Wilson because Marshawn Lynch was, you know, going to get the ball at the goal line, going to steal touchdowns away. You had questions about whether Russell Wilson had enough receivers around him. I think that's still a legitimate question. But Russell Wilson, with his ability to make plays, with his ability to keep plays alive and put yardage up on the ground, I think Russell Wilson is a lock in the top 10 at this point, and I'm surprised that I feel that way given where I was at with Russell Wilson a few years ago because I really felt like Russell Wilson was a product of the Seattle culture, the great defense, the running back that was around him. I don't know that he's worth the cheddar that Seattle dumped on him, but I do think that today he is a top 10 starter in the NFL. You guys? I definitely think he is. One, he can manage the game. He can win the game. Two, he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. Three, he makes very few mistakes, and he is—he uh, doesn't turn the ball over very much. Which, if you group all those things together, that makes a pretty darn good quarterback. And, and the versatility—I love him. And of course, again, he's a quality guy, et cetera, et cetera. So I, he does I like, seem to I be like a quality him. guy. Yeah. The the thing with Russell Wilson is—it's it, bizarre to me. Small quarterbacks, one of the concerns is often ball security for a couple of different reasons. One, they've got they they have trouble seeing over over uh, offensive linemen and finding passing lanes, but also just physiologically, they tend to have small hands. Russell Wilson's hands are enormous; they're inordinate in terms of size relative to the rest of his body. But he puts the ball on the ground more than any quarterback out there. So it's not a physical thing; it's not the size and strength of his hands. It's a um, it's an attention to detail taking care of the football. If at some point in his career he focuses on ball security, Russell Wilson can catapult himself into the top five years or top five quarterbacks in the in the league. It's a limited window for him, and I do I am concerned about the weapons around him. But Russell Wilson, I'm I'm buying Russell Wilson. All right, we got a. I didn't even realize we're halfway through. I was thinking we had like. 15 minutes to go. So, c- good news for everybody out there 
in listener land. You get to hang out with us for another for another full hour, Trent. Another full hour, brother. What? You got that in you? Of course. All right. A lot of, lot of ground three to cover. Three hours in me. A lot of ground to cover. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats on WFJ 105.5 FM here in Central Carolina. On the web as a podcast. Streaming internet radio services all over the place. We appreciate you one way or the other. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. WFJA 105.5, Sanford, Pinehurst, Southern Pines. Joel Klein catches a 7 o'clock train after his evening CPR class at the American Red Cross. Ron Garrity's on the same train. He's had a rough day and doesn't feel like himself. Until he feels the sudden tightness in his chest, Ron never thought he'd actually have a heart attack. Until Joel is administering CPR, he never thought he'd actually save a life. When you train with the Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Check her out. Oh, man. I like that. When young men turn 18, they think they know a lot about the facts of life. But there are a few more facts they need to know. Fact, you have to register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law. Fact, registration keeps you eligible for government jobs and student loans. Fact, it's easy to register. Just visit sss.gov or any post office. Register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law, and that's a fact. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Swimming pools can be lots of fun, but they can be dangerous too, especially for young children. 
Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools. Teach kids to swim. And always watch them around water. No force play. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. talking about fantasy quarterbacks right now and we've we've approached the top five sitting on the outside of that the guy that is going to be the subject of the most speculation based on the little bit that we saw of him last year and i say a little bit i mean he, he started three quarters of the season's baker mayfield and baker mayfield is everybody's darling i have been down on baker mayfield since he was in college i god this hurts me to do this I'm buying on Baker Mayfield, and it's got nothing to do with what happens on the field. It has to do with his performance at the Cleveland Indians game this weekend. Did you guys see it? Mm -mm. So he was in a box at the Indians game wearing a Francisco Lindor jersey. Oh, yeah, I did see it. The camera pans to him. He's there drinking a beer um, with a girl in tow. The camera hits him. The people that are around him get his attention. And, Bricky, you would be able to appreciate this. His reaction, he's got a beer in his hand. His reaction to being on, on the big screen is what? He shotguns the beer. Yeah. That's what worries me. He too. grabs another beer, bites it open with his teeth, and shotguns the beer, and then turns around and gives the thumbs to the number 12 Francisco Lindor jersey. You I'm say that's you. what bothers you. I'm with you. It's it's not the on-the-field stuff. Because I think he's a guy that guys will get behind in the locker room. It's the questionable decisions off the field. And that's what worries me about him. You know, I still think Baker Mayfield is a little bit behind the curve as it applies to athleticism as it applies to arm strength, as it applies to accuracy, mobility, I just don't think, given the way he plays the game, that his level of athleticism is going to sustain that type of game. He plays the game a lot like Russell Wilson does. Russell Wilson is the guy that if you were playing pick up anything, Russell is your first pick. Baker Mayfield, to me, is not as athletic He's not as savvy. I worry, and I, I really think he's going to get his team into bad positions at some point. However, at this point, as we're moving up these, I think he's worth a flyer given what we saw last year and the weapons around him. Because in terms of, of options in that, what we saw last year and the weapons around him. Because in terms of, of options in that offense... On paper, they look tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, regardless of what you think about the dude off the field, when he's healthy, is as good as anybody in the game. Jarvis Landry is a number two, now doesn't have to be the man in that offense. Landry out of the slot. Landry can do a lot of things for your team. Nice, stable running backs. 
I think Nick Chubb is a guy that I'm going to overdraft a little bit. I can see Chubb being a second or third round pick in this draft, but I think Chubb coming out of Georgia, I don't I, I'm still unclear as to why he tumbled down the board the way he did. But I said during the draft that Nick Chubb was the best pick that Cleveland made when they got him in the second round. I stand by that. I think Chubb is a is money. Um your guy any any reflections, thoughts insight into Baker Mayfield and where he stands for fantasy football players in particular? Well, for fantasy, I think he's that that all-around guy that you kind of look for. He's going to run. He's going to scramble a little bit. Yeah, the question is his size. I mean, but his confidence in himself makes up for all his lack in athletic. I mean, that quote from his old offensive alignment, uh, line coach where the offensive line, his first start, came into the game, and they came off the field laughing, and the coach was like, what are you guys laughing about? They're like, dude, these guys on the D-line were talking trash, saying we're coming to get you, Rook. And Baker looked at him and said, I don't even know who you are. And freaking lit them up. I, I love it. And, and he I gained it. Think- he said, you're our guy. From there on, the team has his back I, I, from that comment. I do think that up to this point in his life, from Texas Tech to Oklahoma to the Browns, that that unwavering confidence in himself has gotten him through and has filled in the gaps where the talent, the natural ability might be lacking. Yeah, I just don't know how long that's going to go because now with a year's worth of tape on the guy, NFL defenses know what he does well. And he didn't beat a team with a winning record last year. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Cleveland and their – rise back to mediocrity and the fact that they're actually a viable <laughs> professional they, sports they franchise work, again. They got to work there. Yeah, I mean, it's a process, bro. It's a process. But I, I don't know at some point it happens with everybody. And I've seen it happen time and time again with undersized guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy like that. Ryan Fitzpatrick can come into a situation temporarily and is so self-assured and has just enough talent that he can come out there and he can scald you for three or four and he's games. about ready to win the starting job at wherever he's at. I can't remember where he's at. He's in Ta- is he in Tampa? Someplace. He um, said he looks no, the best. No, he's not in Tampa. Not in Tampa. Um, Miami. My, yes, Miami, which is a disaster quarterback-wise down there, by the way. Um, but my thing with, with Mayfield is with undersize, not – look – if I'm Cam Newton, I can walk into a locker room anywhere. We can go out onto the field, and everybody in the building's like, that's the best athlete here at high school, at junior high, in college, in the pros. Guys are going to gravitate toward people that have that type of athletic ability. They become the center of attention until they give people a reason to, to think otherwise. Mayfield, at some point, is going to face some obstacles he cannot get over. This guy's not going to win every game. He's not going to make every play. And I wonder when things go wrong, how much more quickly the people around him look and they're like, hey, he just doesn't have the arm strength. Hey, he just doesn't, isn't quite as mobile as, as he needs to be. That's the challenge I think he faces. In the short term, t- take him, dude. I mean, somebody's got to get the ball out to OBJ, to Landry, and Njoku coming out of the slot as a tight end. If Njoku can catch the football, 
he'll be one of the top five tight ends mm. in football. There's another fantasy nugget for you. I love him. Um, and Joku is a physical specimen who is a matchup nightmare. He just hasn't been able to catch the ball as as consistently as you need to in this day and age. But keep an eye on Njoku. Another great late-round pickup if you can get him there. Um, and I'm not sure that anybody in Cleveland's flying under anybody's radar because every time you turn on the television, somebody's picking Cleveland to win the AFC. I took them to win the Super Bowl against the Chargers. Yeah, you did. Which, yeah, Robert Britt missed that. And let that sink in for a second that Trent picked Cleveland over L.A. in the Super Bowl. Two AFC teams. <laughs> At number six, another old cat. Speaking of my Super Bowl team. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Um, this is a great segue because the Chargers would appear to be ready to make one last Super Bowl run. Yeah. You know, they couldn't get past New England in the playoffs on the road at Foxborough last year. The Chargers on both sides of the ball can put a lot of pressure on you. Phillip Rivers, over the course of his career, has been that guy that's almost there. Almost there. Half a dozen times. This may be it. And in the midst of all this happening, the team's bell cow back. Melvin Gordon says, nah. I Y'all going to be traded. Y'all going to have to pay me. We got What's the latest update on Melvin Gordon? Still not in camp. Still says he, be traded, right? Yep, Nothing's changed. Be demanded, demanded a trade. Okay. Moron. All right, so he gets traded. What good team is he going is he going to go to? That's the problem that he no faces. One. So he, he, if he gets traded, he ends up on some mediocre to bad team. Well, here's the here's the here's the bigger like problem. Crap. Here's the bigger problem with that. Is first of all, nobody's going to give up anything significant for Melvin Gordon unless they have an assurance that he's going to sign beyond this year. Right. So if he's not willing to sign beyond this year, you're looking at a third, fourth, fifth round pick, depending upon the situation, how long this thing goes. So, I mean, you're getting a lottery ticket back, basically. This is the old player-to-be-named-later thing, where you know maybe you end up with somebody good off that list, maybe you don't. But the problem with Melvin Gordon is that it's not just the... the I was going to say San Diego. It's not just the Chargers who feel like he's not worthy of top dollar it's the league if the chargers were going into this situation and felt like somebody else out there is willing to give this guy 20 million dollars a year they'd probably go ahead and make the deal but nobody's going to pay backs like that look at zeke elliott in dallas right now zeke has been the best back in football and the owners come out and said we ain't setting the marketplace and, and I'm going to tell you what, him. people are like, well, we've seen Jerry do this before. We've seen Jerry do this before. The thing that worries me for Zeke is that we have seen Jerry do this before. <laughs> and Jerry knows how this normally ends. And I'm afraid that at this point, Jerry has put his toes or his heels in the sand and is dug in. Here's the issue that Zeke has. The Cowboys face the specter of paying three of their offensive components top dollar for Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. The NFL salary cap is different than the NBA. You don't get a break for paying your own players. You have to get creative. You have to cut costs somewhere. And the conversation about Dak Prescott is is fit for another time. But the bottom line is that it's going to be next to impossible to pay all three of those guys among the top four or five 
players at their position across the league. Zeke may actually be making the decision for the Cowboys right. because they're like, we're not going to be able to keep all three of them anyway. And if this dude wants to play hardball, whatever. I'm sorry. If I was the Colts, I'd be calling the Chargers and the Cowboys every single day. Dude, if I'm the, if I'm the Colts, I'm rolling with Marlon Mack. And I'm enjoying the fact that I have a running back that's paying for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Here's here's the deal. Every one of these running backs is one injury away from being done forever. Yeah. You know, Deontay Foreman down in with the Houston Texans was the heir apparent down there. He tore his Achilles. Because he got cut. Yeah. These running backs, it's not a thing where, well, we can come back from an ACL. We can come back from this, that, the other. The shelf life on these guys is very, very short. The the running backs that make it back from a major injury, I mean, you're talking about a very, very small number. Um, when it comes to value, when it comes to the likelihood that you're going to lose one of those backs, they're the guys that are going to get the short end of the stick. And people are clamoring right now in the national media. Well, the CBA this is the problem. You know, these, these guys that are taken in the first round, you know, they're on four-year guaranteed deals. They have a one-year option. Five years is too long for them to be controlled by the team. Not in most cases. The only players that are really having a beef with it are the running backs. Even Jalen Ramsey, who showed up to camp in a Brinks truck. Jalen Ramsey's got another 10 years to get paid. You know, and if he hurts himself, guess what? He'll go rehab for a while. He'll come back. He'll be fine. Yeah. He plays cornerback. He can play in the league for 15 years. And convert to a safety. Or do whatever. 10 years from you, Your quarterbacks, who are really what drive the union anyway, um, those guys are going to stick around for 12, 15 years if they have great careers. Running backs in this day and age, you got a four or five-year window, and that's it for you in most cases. The fact that these guys are locked into these rookie deals so long really, really, really hinders their ability to make any cash down the road. And these guys know it. And that's why every time you turn around, you're seeing another holdout with a running back and you're not seeing it from any other position group. You know, you got Trent Williams in Washington, the tackle that's out there, and he and the team are completely squared off. But that's got nothing to do with team control and the rest of that. That's a personal beef where he feels like he's been disrespected, blah, blah, blah. But by and large, what you're going to see with these holdout situations is running backs. And I don't know what the resolution with Zeke. He's down in Cabo, which is a hell of a choice for a place to go to get ready for the regular right. season, by the way. And I know that you know, there are facilities everywhere, but it brick, come on. Cabo. Cabo. Too many distractions. Dude. So, yeah. But again, that's what you worry about, about Zeke. His off field decision making ability if you're going to work out go to a place that says I'm here to be serious about what I'm doing well, place. and Zeke is rich right. but Zeke ain't rich rich right. and he's already found a way to get into trouble everywhere right. he goes so is that really a guy I'm going to trust with 85 million dollars of my money over the next 4 or 5 years come on man it's a, it's a rough deal but that's why you're going to continue to see running backs in the fold the CBA as it runs got 2 years left they've got to rework that i've heard suggestions that they change it just for running backs I, that's that's a non-starter that's just not going to happen it's not feasible but the way the system is built now it impacts running backs more than any position group by far and these guys are getting the short end of it they need to snatch the union control away from 
these old, rich quarterbacks like Drew Brees, who, when they go into negotiations, have a list of priorities, and it's all about making those mega-rich quarterbacks even richer. Everybody else kind of gets the shaft. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of that, at Cheap Seat Radio. Appreciate you hanging out with us. message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraines. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Act. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. I can tell by the look on his face that Roy Costin approves of the uh, ACDC there. I'm glad. I get the nod. I get the nod through the window. It's good to be validated every once in a while. You guys were, were dead silent, and I got no acknowledgement. So I appreciate Beantown, you know, hooking me up. So Philip Rivers, we were talking about before the break. This is a guy we, we ended up talking about, Melvin Gordon. Any last thoughts on the Gordon situation? What's your prediction, Trent, as to how the Melvin Gordon situation works itself out i think he'll be with the team playing no later than week three okay i want to be clear with regard to melvin gordon it's a little bit different than levy on bell's situation because bell had millions of dollars in the bank like millions and millions melvin gordon hasn't gotten paid like that Mm -hmm. and those game checks when he starts missing those i think are gonna have some impact but the bar has been set by levy on bell so anybody now, you know, that kind of punks out, says I'm not coming in, and punks out, people are just going, well, you know, okay, whatever. Of course, there's a lesson to be learned here because Lev Bell, when it was all said and done, he'd never admit this, left a lot of money on the table long term because of the year he missed. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Brick, what's your, what's your prediction with the Melvin Gordon thing? I think he caves, like you say. 
you start missing. They only get paid during the course of the season. That's right. 17 checks. Yes. You miss one or two, that adds up quickly. Uh, so I think they meet somewhere in the middle. I think I think San Diego will pay him, but not to the level that he's expecting to get paid. Bet. In terms of Phillip Rivers, I'm going to tell you right now, Melvin Gordon being there or not being there doesn't mean a thing. Philip Rivers is a poor man's Tom Brady. It doesn't matter what the weapons are around him. He is going to find somebody to complete the football to. He is going to get his points. That is always going to be a pass-first offense. And for all of his warts, Philip Rivers is going to do his thing. You want another sleeper? This guy was this guy was hot last year, and they got hurt moving into the season. You're my my fantasy special for you coming out of out of San Diego. I'm just going ahead with San Diego because they'll always be the San Diego Superchargers in my heart. Hunter Henry, tight end out of San Diego, um, slash L.A. But the Chargers, Hunter Henry, think back over the years of the affinity that Philip Rivers has had for the tight end position. That's always been his go to in the biggest moments. Hunter Henry will step in be that guy yeah their their tight ends always seem to run right through the gates yes um into the top five now <gasps> and there's one of these kids is not like the other no number five i'm just gonna run, run through the top five real quick and you guys pick the ones that you want to talk about number five aaron Rodgers. number two carson or number three how about number four how about number four Number four, Carson Wentz. Number three, Deshaun Watson. Number two, Andrew Luck. Number one, Pat Mahomes. Now, the low-hanging fruit here. Pat Mahomes threw for 5,097 yards last year and 50 passing touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, if you don't believe, is going to be the number one fantasy quarterback in football next year, I don't even know that we can have a conversation about that. Is there is there anybody that is going that? Barring injury, given the weapons around him, the system he plays in, is there any disputing the fact that Pat Mahomes is number one? None. Absolutely. Trent, it it hurts you to say this, doesn't it? As much as I would like to sound like a moron and an idiot here, no. Even you can't can't invoke it. I cannot cannot honestly say that Patrice Mahomes... Will not be the number one quarterback, but I will say this: he'd be he won't throw for fifty touchdowns. I mean, you'd be lucky to get thirty-five out of him this year. Well, I think that the maybe he gets fifty. I don't know. You, you say thirty-five like that's a bad number. No, that's what everyone else did, though. Uh, here's the, the well. I mean, uh, look, if your quarterback for your team throws thirty-five touchdowns, you're pretty happy about that. Thirty-five mm-hmm. is on the high side. Pat Mahomes, I don't know that we're going to necessarily see what we saw last year, but I also don't know that we're not going to see him take a step forward because for everything that he did on the field, the three of us and everybody else that pays any attention to the game, we can still see holes in his game. And we're not professional tape watchers like these defensive coordinators well, out there. That is going to be the question. Is and if, they have one of the hardest schedules in football. Yeah, well the question is going to be is do these D coordinators look and are they able to structure a defense around making Mahomes do things that he's not comfortable with 
or does Mahomes take that other step or two? Because let's not be confused. This guy's only been a starting quarterback for one year. So, you know, the reps that he got there in the preseason or there in the postseason, it's a big deal. But we don't see quarterbacks come into their prime very often their third year out of college. You know, most of the quarterbacks on this list really hit their stride five, six years into this thing. But at the same time, let's not forget that we have had one-year wonders at the quarterback position before. I think Pat Mahomes is is bound to succeed. You, it, There is no rational reason to bet against him this year, period, until he shows us otherwise. But I think he's head and shoulders. In fact, I, I posed the question to Brandon. He kind of bailed on it. But I think Pat Mahomes is worthy of being considered in the conversation in your draft among that top group of two or three running backs. I really think he's got that much fantasy value on the field. I think it translates to the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. Everybody can talk about Cleveland. They can talk about the Chargers. They can talk about whomever. Don't get it twisted. The Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC, period. Now, this whole saga with Tyreek Hill could have changed all that. It looked for all intents and purposes early this year that Tyreek Hill might be out of the league forever given the circumstances and the apparent evidence that was coming out about him having you know, put hands on his child. It's been a bad look for him all the way around. He's not a good dude, period. However, given the way things have broken, I think he's going to come out of this unscathed and whether you like the dude or not, he is an absolute difference maker on the football field, particularly with a coach like Andy Reid that knows how to employ that dude. You subtract Tyreek Hill from the equation, it's a different-looking football team, but you've still got weapons out there. I think the Kareem Hunt thing, it, what, what's going on in Kansas City? Is this something in the water? Kareem Hunt is gone. We talked about last week the fact that, you know, look at keep an eye on Damian Williams, figure out who that number one back in Kansas City is going to be. But Travis Kelsey, the rest of those receivers, Kansas City's the team to beat. Don't get it twisted. And Pat Mahomes, best quarterback in football. Um, Luck, Watson, Wentz, Rodgers. Who's number two? Oh, Luck is number two by far. You'll take Luck two without thinking about it. Any day of the week. All right. Ricky, any thoughts with, with regard to Andrew Luck? That are not you being Indiana Homerish as my other. Partners. I'm not an Indiana Homer. I don't like the Colts. Whatever, dude. I uh, I agree, Andrew Luck too. The guy I I'd like to talk about is Wentz. Yeah. You notice his stats are from 2017. I got you. Number four. Come you're, on. You're, you're installing Wentz at number four. That's based on and, and it's a, this is not just. I'm not even going to take shots at NBC. This is across the board. People are talking about this dude as a top five quarterback in football. Brother, play 16 games in a season yeah, please. before you anoint this dude. Right. Come on, man. Carson Wentz at number four, to me, is bizarre. And I think, I, this is not even me being trying to be funny. I think that's the New York media who looks at their own two teams in the city and is like, I don't know. And Philly happens to be down the road. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah that dude. I, that's all I can figure. I don't know what Carson Wentz has shown that puts him at this level. We can look back 
a couple years ago, was he playing at MVP level? Absolutely. Then he got himself hurt. To come back in sight unseen on this cat and install him in the top five. And do they have some good weapons in Philly? Sure. Are they world beaters in Philly? No. I, I don't understand this. Um, you guys are with me, I'm assuming? Yes. What are you? Give me some thoughts. Talk, talk me through this, Trent. I mean, that's the whole thing. I've never... I mean, it's like, okay, I'll have him for 10 weeks, and then i got to pass the ball off to Nick Foles. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick Foles is gone. You know, I don't, I don't see it. I don't trust it. There's people way down the list that I would take a flyer on. Now, I may take him as my backup, but I can't honestly feel comfortable that he would survive. I feel like if I took him, I would need another good starting quarterback to have on my bench ready to roll. And I'm halfway I mean, on that with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he can stay you're, healthy. You're absolutely doing it at your own peril. Yeah. Because this cat has not shown that he can stay healthy. The other thing is he's got an interesting challenge because Foles had so much success in his stead. They were able to coexist, and, and kudos to both of them for not allowing it to turn into a full-blown controversy and for there to have been, at least in the public eyes, any any hurt feelings over the way this went down but he's the only guy there now it's going to be very interesting to see how this thing rolls so tell me the difference between he and Garoppolo same scenario Garoppolo was having a great year until he got hurt I don't have an answer for you they go on to win the Super Bowl Philly goes on to win the Super Bowl he's fourth Garoppolo's in the the top 20 I mean yeah they got the they've got Garoppolo here at 22 um I'm not going to make a case for Garoppolo to be in the top five with Wentz. Right. That's but I saying. do think that think they ought to be Wentz down to the same level with Garoppolo. Somewhere in that 10 to 15 area. These, I mean, I would take Matt Ryan as a starter probably Boom. before I would take Carson Wentz. Well, and, and we have Matt Ryan fairly. I mean, Matt Ryan's got, first of all, got consistent. a great group of weapons He's around him. He's a good fantasy football quarterback. I mean, you've got, but, and it's not just. It's not just that. He's a proven commodity. He never hurt. He's got Julio Jones, Ridley, most of he's throwing the ball to. Freeman is back at the running back position. Come on, dude. What are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. And Atlanta was not great last year. Were they a third-place schedule this year? I'd have to look, but they've got to have a relatively easy schedule this year. Matt Ryan is going to eat people up this year. Mm. Look for Ryan to put up somewhere. He will be in the MVP conversation at some point, and maybe he'll get up 28-3 in the Super Bowl again and blow it, but Matt Ryan down outside the top 15, you cancel that. You cancel that. Miss me with that. Josh Allen is over Matt Ryan. Come on. Come on, dude. I wouldn't take Josh Allen if that was the only quarterback left. I'll be honest with you. There's no way in my McCoy in Washington. Just shut up. That's all I got to say. Just shut up. No, I can't. Me personally, there's no chance I'm taking Carson Wentz ahead of Matt Ryan. And and Matt Ryan may not have the upside potential. Carson Wentz, I guess athletically people look at him and they're like, oh, he looks just like Prince Harry. He can run around and he's got arm strength. Great. Is the ceiling, where is his ceiling? He's not Pat Mahomes. This cat's not going to go out and throw 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. So what's his ceiling? His ceiling's to be a guy like Matt Ryan mm-hmm. or Tom Brady. You know, when it comes to those stats, I – I'm out. I'm out. And and yes, let's move Matt Ryan up that list significantly. And Jimmy G, by the way. Jimmy G. You know, oh, you're looking for a second quarterback. Garoppolo is going to be the man. 
San Francisco at some point's got to get it right. And guess what? They have a Shanahan running the offense. Jimmy G's going to be flinging that ball. So Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, the last two guys in the top five left on our list. Deshaun Watson, to me, I have a soft spot for him. But putting him in at three, I get that he's going to add value because of the the yardage he's going to put up with his wheels. He's going to poach a touchdown or two down near the goal line, and I love the kid. I love what he is as a man and as a human being, a leader. I think he's throwing the ball to who, in my eyes today, is the best receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins. Three, man, for a guy that's got his injury history, that that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Um, where are you guys at with Deshaun Watson? I, I always – I just – when I think of Deshaun Watson, as much as I love him as a as a human and a football player, I just always go back to think about Robert Griffin III. You know, wow. he's kind of in that. I just can't trust that he would survive all year. Wow. Okay. It would be tough for me. I love Deshaun Watson for the same reason you said. Uh, not crazy on his health history, but. I think he adds a lot of value to that team for a lot of reasons. Leadership being one, athleticism, being able to throw the ball, run it. You know, he was probably led the league in rushing from quarterback position, maybe next to Cam, as well as single-digit INTs. It's only a handful of quarterbacks that had single-digit INTs last year. Well, I'm going to tell you three, man. I've got to sit down and really work through these. Um, he did have a few more rushing yards than Cam last year, by the way. Um, I love Deshaun Watson. I'd really have to think long and hard as to where I'm going to plug him in. And one of the guys that would make a difference in that is Aaron Rodgers. Because Rodgers, Trent, you say you've got luck at two. I've got to put Aaron Rodgers at two because it's such a dead set certainty the type of stats he's going to put up. Aaron Rodgers is just there every year. Top shelf. Is he going to have a bad week or two? Absolutely. Is it going to get on your nerves because he's the most arrogant dude in the on the planet? Absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers still athletically is in the prime of his career. Everything in that offense is going to be built around him. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers at two. And understand that if luck stays healthy, luck may put up superior numbers, but I still can't get out of my head that he's coming off a major shoulder injury. And you have to admit that the last five or six weeks last year, the Andrew Luck we saw is not the guy we saw opening week and in through the first right. seven, eight, ten weeks of the season. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, but he's also had another complete offseason where I he got can it. rehab and gain his strength. I got it, man. You know, I, and they can formulate what they need. So I think. So you're still going to stick with Luck at two? Yeah. I, I'd move Rodgers up. He'd be at least three. This is why. He's one of the few guys in the league that can win a game for you at the quarterback. He for can sure. win a game. And Pat Mahomes, yes. Luck, possibly. Watson, possibly. But he definitely can win a game for you. All right, so we've got a we've got a split opinion here at two. I say Aaron Rodgers is the guy. I respect Trent's argument, which I don't That's often not. do. Yeah. But no, I respect his argument for Andrew Luck at two. Who do you have it to? I put Rodgers at two. All right, so we're going to go. And not only can he win a game, he's going to have great pieces around him. So 
from week to week, I'm thinking, how does this guy do it? Because he doesn't have a great receiver core. Next to no running game. He's got a good line. But he can still win a game. And he keeps them relevant week to week. All right. So if, if we're going to put Rodgers at two, we'll go ahead and slide Luck in there at three. So four, who are some of the contenders at four? Because I think we all agree Carson Wentz at four is a non-starter. You've got Deshaun Watson's there. We talked about Matt Ryan. Watson's four. Phillip Rivers. You you comfortable with Watson at four? Yeah. yeah. All right. Watson at four. And we'll get through ten of these. We're not going to go any farther than that. But at five, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Baker, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees is still in there. Cam, Ben Roethlisberger, Cousins, Brady. I would make a case for Tom Brady at five. Maybe that's a little high, but Trent, who's your who's your guy at five here? See, I was going to slide and and shock the world with Philip at five, Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers for is going to continue to do it as, until it doesn't. Right? Yeah. As far as fantasy purposes, I think I can trust what he will have to do in San Diego more than what Tom Brady is going to have to do in New England. Fair enough, Ricky. Are you you're okay with Rivers at five? That's what I was going to say. One reason. He, he does it every year. Yeah, he absolutely. does it every year. I trust that. And it's ugly every year with that old sidearm, yeah, bad but, mechanics. But he, he, he finds a way. He gets it done. He just flings and it. So I don't trust Baker yet. Okay. Um, and so the, uh, Wilson and Breeze, they could easily be, be five, but I'd go with Rivers for now. And then I'd have Wilson and Breeze tie for seven. All right. So wait a minute. We just skipped six. Uh, uh, no, Rivers. Rivers is six. No, Rivers is a five. Five, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you're Wilson saying and Brees Russell Wilson and Drew Brees tied. down there tied for six? Yes. Trent, break the break the, the tie here with Wilson and Brees, unless, think, you, unless you want to make a case for somebody entirely different. No, 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 because I think that Russell Wilson would be six and Brees would be seven in I'll, my book. I will buy that just because I think there's more likelihood – I think it's more likely than not that Breeze shows significant signs of age this year. I'm not certain we didn't see it last year. And the other piece of this, and I want to talk about this, this is an Ohio State guy, so he's got a special place in my heart. Michael Thomas got paid $100 million. Michael Thomas is the first receiver that I can think of that's been paid like that that is not a supreme athlete. Mm -hmm. Kind of the way we talk about with Baker Mayfield. Michael Thomas... The comparisons that he draws a lot are Larry Fitzgerald. That's a good comparison because Fitzgerald was not a burner. Fitzgerald was not a guy that was, you know, that much bigger than everybody else around him. But Fitzgerald is almost a generation ahead. I mean, we're looking at, you know, what's Fitzgerald got? 15 years in the league at this point? Michael Thomas in this day and age where you're looking at the top receivers in football, you're talking about guys like Julio Jones, guys like... Um, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, guys that are physical freaks that can run past you. Michael Thomas doesn't do any of that. He's not particularly quick. He's he's more, I tell you in comparison, in its different eras, he's a lot like Steve Largent. Yeah. He's savvy. He's going to get open. He's going to post you up. Doesn't drop anything. Got tremendous, tremendous hands. Is that really worth $100 million? Is it that irreplaceable is my is the question I have 
And I don't think this this is a kid. Michael Thomas is a good kid. Not going to go to his head. Not going to do anything. He runs the same injury risk as anybody else. But I just don't know that he can get any better than he is today. And I don't think that Michael Thomas is a guy that puts fear into opposing defenses. Breeze is on his last legs. Michael Thomas will be in New Orleans long after Breeze is gone. When you take an elite quarterback out of there, I don't know that Michael Thomas and Kirk Cousins or Michael Thomas and, you know, fill in the blank, Andy Dalton, Josh Allen, a mediocre quarterback, I don't know that Michael Thomas is a difference maker in that type of offense. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And I agree. Like, until this year, did anybody know he was the leading receiver? No. I mean, nobody knows his stats. Nobody hardly knows his name. I mean, I only knew Colston and what's-his-face, the uh, tight end that they traded to Seattle. I, I hear you guys. Yeah, I agree. That's a lot of cheese. That's, That's a lot of cheddar to throw at a guy. I, we, okay, you can't argue with the numbers. Sometimes num- numbers are deceptive. Uh, you're right. He catches everything. And in a slang-happy New Orleans offense, he's a guy that gets, gets a lot of touches. But I agree. I 100 mils is a lot to throw at a receiver, and I think you could find value in a receiver to get similar production for less money. Word. All right, we'll finish up this top 10. We haven't talked to any about the Hall of Fame. How does this happen, gentlemen? We should be more organized. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Debt. If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get back in control. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, 
Let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back from the cheap seats. Chris Lambert, Professor Trent A. Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky hanging out. We got about 10 minutes left. The the Hall of Fame conversation that I promised you on the front side, promised probably a strong word when it comes to things like that. Um, and it, it wasn't contractually binding because there was no consideration exchange there. Um, we got to do that next week. You guys need to spend some time doing some research. Costin's like dropping knowledge out of the production booth like a madman about the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, but I want you to, uh, whatever your sport of choice is, I want feedback from the general public as to who is not in their Hall of Fame that has been overlooked and deserves to be there wrestling, golf, football, baseball, basketball, whatever the case might be, I want you to make your best case. I have one in my mind, but I'm not going to take it away because I feel like a guy like Austin Thomas out there is listening is going to be like, oh, well, that guy right there. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm not going to steal your thunder, but we'll do an all-out social media canvas and try and find the best of these guys, and we will convene our own, our very own Hall of Fame Oversight Committee and we will make the case, and we'll make the determination. Do they belong in? Do they not? So bring your stats. Come strong or don't come at all. Fair enough? Fair enough. Word. All right. Over the course of the next 10 minutes, we need to round out our top 10 of fantasy quarterbacks. And I hope, I, I can't imagine, how many? What, what percentage of our listeners do you think do not play fantasy football? 4.8. I think you're right on. Yeah, I think if people listen to this show, they're probably fantasy. Either that or they're just massacres. Or they love the uh, uh, astute observation. Or they're newly, <laughs> or they're newly retired there. from fantasy football. That could be, is, are people setting it down yet? Is it that old that people are Some like, people are. I'm full with it? I did. I set it down for a year. Did you? 
because I've been playing since I was like 10. I have a feeling, man, that across the spectrum, that fantasy football as we know it over the next couple of years is going to take a hit because I think more and more folks are starting to play the week-to-week. And doing the fan duel. Yeah. That, that sports gambling is going to change everything. Well, I don't know that sports gambling is going to change it all. Fan duel and, and fantasy kings, that, that stuff's been out there. I think that that is where, in fact, I, I know a lot of my friends personally are doing both at this point. But I think at some point, some of those guys are just going to set it down because there's no commitment associated with week to week. You know, you know what, what I mean? It will never change. What's that? Fantasy hockey. <laughs> Those pools will fantasy hockey is not even a real thing. Yeah, you and is. the you and the dozen people that are playing in that league, you're the only people in the world that are playing fantasy hockey. Did you not know that? The thirteen Canadians I yeah, play with, you and those thirteen Canadians, man, dude. These guys have been. It's like fantasy football to them. They've been playing since they were like four years old. It's crazy, <laughs> and you they don't even know. You in, and we're like, let's take. You this don't even money. know. Yep, I love it. Number seven, I know who I got. Do you know who you got? I know you you have two because we already have seven on the list. Oh, number eight, I mean. Who you got? It's got to be Tom, dude. Tom Brady is hard to pass up. And in a top ten, if that was the position, all those other quarterbacks were out and I had these other guys left, I'd go Tom Brady. You got Ben Roethlisberger out there. I never Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield hasn't made our list yet. Kyler Murray is a guy we haven't even talked about. Listen, look. Raise your eyebrows if you want to. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury may not be able to run an NFL club at the level it needs to to win a Super Bowl. Cliff Kingsbury is going to put yards up on people, period. I heard. Don't be surprised if in spite of a lot of bad turnovers, not making plays in the red zone, whatever, I, I am willing to guarantee that Kyler Murray, if he plays 16 games this year and is, is healthy, I guarantee you will be in the top ten in passing yardage in the NFL this year. Well, That's he's going to be a waiver wire darling, I bet you. Yeah, we'll see. Or let you finish your thought, and I bet he will lead the league in rushing from a quarterback. He may well. I, I've heard, and I know it's training camp, but I've heard great things about his performances in, in training camp from Larry Fitzgerald. The now, question that's a veteran who doesn't speak very much. No, he doesn't. He's not gonna heap praise on anybody. That's right. And he really heaped some praise on this young kid. So he really took command of the offense and the team and is leading and is is producing and performing at a high level. Well, even more so than his physical stature, the question that personnel guys had about Kyler Murray is can he be the center of gravity in the locker room? Right. And if a guy like Larry Fitzgerald is coming out saying those type things that this kid is it's his offense, he's in command. I think doing this with a first year head coach was good for him. Um if if that is true, Kyler Murray could be something special. I get that he's small. But when you talk about supreme athleticism, this is a Russell Wilson type cat who is much more refined than Russell Wilson was coming out of college. What he can do physically Fills all the blocks that I said I feel like are not checked with Baker Mayfield. I'm high on Kyler Murray. I don't know where I'll personally take him or if I will, where I'd really start seriously considering him, but he's there. But Brady at eight, where are we at? Brick, you got somebody you want to nudge above? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with golf. I'm going to second that. Because I mean, there's only so far that he can come back. Right. 
because a lot of that depends on the health of uh, the running his running back. So if they can stay healthy at the running back spot, I think his numbers are huge. Well, I mean, you know, we talk about the guy, and you know, Gurley struggled with some injuries. This, that, the other. You're talking about a guy, 4,700 yards passing, 32 touchdowns. I mean, that's what you can expect. I think even best-case scenario, if teams you know, adjust to him a little bit, maybe he comes a little bit down off that. But I think Goff is a slam dunk. Safe bet, really. So we've got Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, Watson, Rivers, Wilson, Breeze, Goff. We came into this talking about Brady. I think this is where Brady lands. Trent, you with me? Number nine? Yep. Yeah, sure. Sure. You're over this, aren't you? No, I had him at eight. You're you're salty about that. Yeah. So we've got nine quarterbacks here. Somebody's got to get on here. We've got to we've got to have a game changer on our list. Has to be somebody unexpected. I think the safe bet would be a guy like Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Um, you've got some interesting choices to add here at ten. Got the dual threat guy in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world with my guy at ten. All right, Bricky says no on Lamar Jackson. Trent, who's your candidate for the tenth well, spot on our fantasy? Hey, Lamar Jackson's looked real good in practice. Well, here's the practice. thing. Here's the thing with Lamar Jackson is people forget the value of running yards and touchdowns from the quarterback position. That dude is going to have some weeks where you're like, God, dog. Let him poach a touchdown or two and have 100 yards rushing on top of whatever he does in the, in the air. He'll put up some big weeks. I don't know that that's sustainable. But who's your who's Nobody your got about is four minutes even left. thinking about him, not even his head coach? Derek Carr. Thank mm. you. Wow. Boom. Interesting. Boom. All the weapons. All right. Derek Carr. All the weapons. Really? Antonio Brown. I, that is a weapon. Yep. Where do you go from there? Some other dudes. They've got two running backs. They've got a tight end. Got like three other wide receivers. Some other dudes. They've got an offensive line. I don't know any of their names. Gruden got rid of them all. But no, Derek Carr is going to come back and be a world beater. Wow. Number ten. Trent, write it down. I, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Derek Carr. I'm going to pass on him at ten. Preliminarily, Ricky. Who you got at ten? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray at now, 10. I just talked about not trusting guys based on certain things, and he's got no track record. So, But I'm, he's my flyer. He's my outlier. I think he's going to do – I think he's going to have a great year. Wow. You're so, talking about him like being rookie of the year. All right. So we, so we completely discounted Trent's pick. Yeah. You twice. put together actually and. what I feel like is a viable pick. Oh, God. How is that a viable pick? I'm going Big Ben here. So we talked about him losing. No, you talked everybody. about him losing. Yeah. Those I weapons. talked about him losing weapons. So, all right, let, here, here we go. Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger. Is anybody willing to jump on a desk for their guy? Derek Carr. I'm not sold. Kyler Murray's the guy. Kyler Murray's the guy. Only because I'm going to take my pick off of there, and I like Murray better than I like Carr. I do think Carr, at sort of that 12 to 15 range, Derek Carr can get there. I'm I'm really seriously concerned about Derek Carr's confidence. 
Because it doesn't seem to me that he and John Gruden are in the same headspace. That's what concerns me with Derek Carr. There you have it. An unintentional two hours worth of fantasy quarterback ratings. That should be the final word. Anybody have anything to add? Anybody want to throw a name out there? Are we done with this? Can we put it to bed? Joe Flacco. Number 10. Interesting. No, that was just a homer pick, being a Bronco fan. Fair enough. All right, guys, it's been fun. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Those of you out there in the world listening in Central Carolina on WFJ 105.5 FM, we love you. If you're listening on one of the Internet streams that we're on, we love you too. If you're listening to the podcast, regardless of which podcast platform you're listening to, we appreciate that. We want to hear from you. Send us an email at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. Look for us on social media. I want some feedback from the public as to who is missing from their Hall of Fame. I want to hear your case for them, and we will run that down next week. Love you guys. We are out.